All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into Red's Corner today. My name is Aiden Reddington, and I just wanted to jump in real quick to introduce our awesome guest by the name of CJ Reyes. CJ, also known as Love CJ, loves to make music, loves to create, and just has an awesome story on how his music career has started, how it has flowed, and how it is right now, and also some of his plans for the future. He has worked with many great artists. He has put on crazy and awesome events that many people love to be at. And he even has gotten to the point where he feels like a rock star when he's out there performing. So I hope you guys enjoy CJ and what he has to say. This podcast is definitely long overdue, and CJ and I just had a lot of fun with this. So I really appreciate you guys uh, coming here to listen, and I hope you enjoy. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest, and this guest is a little more special than the past two just because it's a... uh, Long-term friend of mine, known, we've known each other pretty much all of high school, and now we're both, uh, I'm almost graduated, he's graduated, so let's, uh, let's have CJ Reyes introduce himself real quick. Hi, I'm, um, I'm CJ Reyes, I, um, I don't know what I am, I make music, I make <laughs> things, I make concerts, I um, do a lot of different things for the Prosper community, hope to expand it, and um, yes, that is what I do. <laughs> So yeah, I look at CJ here and I just get really proud because I remember the times when he first wanted to start making music or he was doing all these creative things that were really out of the box that no one else was doing. So CJ, right here real quick, let's talk about your childhood and where that love for music comes from. Yeah, so um, when I was a kid, uh, it was really a lot of my grandma that would help me with music and things like that. And she would just see me, I used to dance when I was like um, 12 years old. And um, I just used to do that for fun. And then it kind of just expanded into um, doing different things um, from just writing. Because the reason I started writing music, actually, or just writing in general, is because I used to get bullied a lot when I was a kid. And um, through that, I went to the counselor a couple times. And she was just like, just write about what you're feeling and stuff like that. And I was like, well, that's cheesy as fuck. But I'm still, <laughs> I guess I'll do it. And um and so I just wrote it, and then I've been writing ever since then. I won a couple writing contests. Um, it's just fun for me. And then over the course of the years, it expanded into poetry, and then from poetry, as it usually goes, good into music. And um, for a long time, I was just not even making music. I was um, writing music for other people that I knew because they had more vocal talent and more like rapping technique and stuff like that. But I would be writing the ideas or the lyrics and stuff like that. And then it just kept expanding and expanding through that. And then actually before that, I did YouTube and um, just sounds like every other kid going through um, like middle school just wants to do YouTube. And so I did that for a while. And that was probably where it really started the creative things because I was using Adobe Premiere and um, no one knows if you know Adobe Premiere, the software is actually really complicated, especially for someone that's like 12 years old. And, um, and so then I just been expanding through that and I still edit videos, still do that for people, but right now I'm just mostly focusing on music and then concerts and just different stuff like that. Yeah, man, that's great. Mm -hmm. And you've had how many concerts now? Um, I've had three concerts now. All right. So let's, let's focus on the concerts for a little bit. Let's take it back to the first one, uh, in your backyard, actually. That one was a, I was there, I was present. That one was a lot of fun. So let's talk about that. Um, yeah, so the concerts actually started from, um, so I obviously watch a lot of music interviews of different artists that I really admire and appreciate. And there's this one called Kuko, and you probably know he's pretty popular. 
Uh, he's from Hawthorne, California, which is kind of close to where I grew up, which was in Long Beach. Grew up, I say, but I moved here when I was eight years old. And um, he did backyard concerts for the longest time. He would do them like every week, all the time. I didn't have, I don't have the capacity to do it that often. We don't have the population to do it that often. But I wanted to do it. Um, it was on a road trip from the current college that I'm attending, Oklahoma State. And I told my parents, hey, I want to do this. And they're like, you don't even make music. And I was like, I make music. I just don't show you guys. But <laughs> and um, and so we did that, and we got one of my friends, Caitlin McDermott, her band Cadence, who would do concerts—not concerts, but they would do public showings at like coffee shops. They would go to the Gin, which is a a bar over here, and um, then we just expanded from that. We had Cadence, uh, this girl named Candice, and then we also had uh, my sister Carly. There's not a whole lot of options of live music in Prosper. And um, from that, we had about, I think it was about 45 to maybe 60 people. And uh, we just ordered pizza. We made a makeshift stage that was like maybe one inch off the ground. It was really just like kind of very like homemade and um we had pizza we had just like a good time we had music in between sets it felt like a real like not like obviously a real concert with the whole venue and stuff it was in my backyard but it felt really cool and the energy was really genuine because it at that point it wasn't really about um it wasn't about having a lot of people there it was about supporting local artists and um and that's what we continue to do throughout the three concerts yeah, dude. I remember, I remember that, that at that concert, most people like were just jumping around, smiling, having fun, like they never had before. And I have, uh, I have so many memories from that concert of yeah. it being like so cool, like Blanco getting up on stage and dancing to Bruno Mars. Yeah, we actually the, crowd surf Blanco, so that was pretty yeah, funny. yeah, crowd surf. Uh, like when we played Fuck Love, mm-hmm. like and then when you were rapping, when people were singing, like it was just a good time, dude. Yeah, that was really so, fun. And uh, when you said like when you asked your parents and. Um, that you're like actually i do make music mm-hmm. it was fun to watch how supportive they were that night too they're very supportive yeah. of you yeah no. you that. it was really cool because at that point i don't even ha- i didn't have any music out i was just writing music and then i was working with different people because i'm a very i'm a very tedious worker when it comes to stuff like that especially with music and um and so yeah it was really cool to see them supportive and then my parents my parents it's funny because they actually are very supportive very supportive people but they're i was like i think i'm gonna do a five song set and they were like, ooh. And I was like, what? And they were like, I think you should do like two songs. And I was like, what do you mean? They are like, CJ, people are going to get bored. Like, you don't even do this all the time. Like, I, like you haven't performed. Like, when was the last time you've been on a stage? And so I was like, mom, dad, I'm going to do five songs. <laughs> like, these are my friends. I think they'll be okay. And it turned out being really good. And then after I came inside to talk to them, they were like, oh, is it? you proved us wrong. <laughs> they were like, they were dancing to your stuff. They knew your song somehow. And I was like, yeah, it was cool. Because the people that, because those people that were in the crowd, I had like sent them demos and stuff that I sent and they were listening to them. And so that was really cool to see. Yeah, man. It was, again, it was so fun. And you actually have had uh, your next concert was at an actual venue down in Salina. Yeah, that was actually a a big thing. So that was kind of crazy because at the first concert, obviously we weren't, hello? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) What? A podcast. Oh. Okay. Goodbye. Miss Carly, one of the <laughs> performers at all of them, actually. Um, but yeah, so the second concert was crazy because the first concert we were like, we're going to be in the hole. We're not making money. It's a free concert. That's That was the goal of it. 
And um, so we just, we were, I think we spent about $300 on it. And just like my own money, I was working at Tender Smokehouse. You were probably working at Tender Smokehouse. I don't know if you were still working there at the time. But um, yeah, so we were doing that and um, we just didn't make any money. And so the next time we were like, okay, we don't, we still are probably not going to make any money, but we want to make some money. And so the venue cost $1,100 and then the pizza cost $200 and then all of the rest of the stuff cost about like $200, making it a $1,500 um, deficit that we had to pay off. And so we went into it. We were like, if we get 100 people, that'll be $5, $500, we'll be only $1,000 in the hole, which doesn't sound, which sounds terrible. But with the main goal of it all was to support local artists and just kind of get our name out there and stuff like that. At this yeah. point, I had like maybe 20 Spotify followers. I was getting like maybe 10 streams a month. And um, that's when I hit my friend up, Lucas Blair. We actually weren't friends at the time, but I knew him from like talent shows and everything. He was more like popular kid. I was more like, oh, I like to do music sometimes, you know. And, then, <laughs> um, and so we asked him if he wanted to perform. He was like, oh, yeah, dude, like for sure. Like he not, we don't even follow each other on Instagram at this point. I just DM'd him. And um, and so we, we actually connected with a mutual friend. And um, so then we did that. And it was really cool. We all, it was all my own money at this point. And so we spent, um, we spent the $1,500 and then the night of the concert, we were like a hundred people. That's what we want. That's like perfect. And so we ended up getting 150 people. We made $800 wow. and, um, that was really cool. And, um, and so then we were $700 that we needed to that we just didn't have obviously, but we were okay with it because we were like, that was so cool. It had really cool energy. People were jumping up and down at this point. Um, a lot of us had released music. And so people were singing back some of my words and that was probably like, I felt like a superstar, which is really um, odd to say with like 150 people comparing to like other people, but it was really cool to see. And then all my friends were jumping up and down and I, I wasn't even headlining or anything like that. I was like, I think third, I think we had Lucas headline because he's probably the most well-known for doing music. And um, yeah, so that was the second concert. It was called Control Your Emotions. And that was when we went, the first concert, we had like a poster and that was it. This one, we had like three or four different promos. We had like three different alternating posters. We had a lot of people, I believe if you look at the poster um, under like, you know, when it says you send them to people that had about. I think 10 reshares and we were like, Oh yes, that's crazy. Cause the last one had three reshares. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. dude, I remember seeing so many people there when Evan and I got there with all the drinks or like, yeah. we tried to bring as many, like, I didn't even realize, bro. We brought like, a, like two cases of water. Yeah. And, like we had an extra one in the truck just in case like some of the boys needed extras. And then like, when someone found out that Evan's truck had water, like everyone sprinted outside and like <laughs> got water from his truck, bro. Yeah, we really didn't expect that many people to be there. And it was funny because we did put AJ Lawn Care as like a sponsor. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we got those drinks. Yeah, exactly. That was cool. <laughs> that was fun. I remember that one just as much as I remember the first one. Mm -hmm. And um, the one I actually did not make it to, and I honestly cannot remember why, was the third one. So let's yeah. talk about that one. Um, actor Age. Um, so that was kind of a – it was almost like a pipe dream, honestly, for yeah. the longest time because we wanted to – we were like, okay, we did two concerts. We had 150 people. That was cool. And um, so at this point, me and Lucas have been talking for a little bit. Uh, me and my friend Caleb Reed have been talking. We are like mutual music friends. We were making music together. We are going to our friend Ben Willett's house, doing stuff like that. And we were like – 
dude, we should do a third concert. And I was like, man, that's just, it's, it really is like a, it's a lot of work. And at this point we also had the funk brothers. I don't know if you know them, Sam funk and Jack funk. And they helped mix the audio, which was a big help from the first concert. Cause the first concert was literally just, um, I think it was, what was it? It was just like literally a, an amp. It was like a karaoke. It looked like a karaoke night. That's what it looked like. And so then the second one we had mixed and it was like professionally mixed. We had like one from the church that let us borrow it. And awesome. um, yeah. And so then um, the third concert, it was a $1,500 venue. And so I was like, we made $800 last time. I don't know about that. And um, and so we were just like, at this point we had, um, we had Cadence, we had Nikki Sage, which is the people that Lucas got to be in his band and then we also had caleb reed we had nano which is isaac carpio um i think we had this one guy named potter he left right after he did a set he's not we don't talk about him that much um and then i think it was my sister and then it was myself and i was oh and mckinley argyle's band um christian mom i don't know if that's their real name but that's what we'd call them and so they were like listen like yeah and so we were like listen um we know you don't have that much money. And I was like, bars, we don't have that much money at all. And, um, and so they're like, we're going to all pull in money and we're all going to like, because we want this to happen a lot. We saw the last one. We saw the potential. I think it'd be really cool if we did a third one. So they were honestly pushing me at this point because I was like, I was done. I was like, that's my senior year. I did two concerts. I'm done. And um, so we all pulled in money. We raised about, I think it was about, it was about $2,000. We raised $2,000. We, so we Dang. got the venue. Yeah. We had like local like investors. When I say investors, it was like one of my friends, like Wyatt would give me like $100. Brian would give me $100. And so then we were just putting in money and we finally were like, okay, let's do it. And so we got the venue. We got the pizza because at this point we were like, we still need a little incentive other than the music. And yeah. so we got pizza. We got drinks. We got all of that. And so it was like probably looking at about eight maybe $1,700 um, for the whole event. And so we we did a lot of it. And then this one, like even more so than Control Your Emotions, we were like, we want to go harder on promotions. We want like a lot, like we, we want Prosper to know about it. And so my good friend Noah Blotcher was a big help on that. And so it was Georgia Lamb and um, Olivia Owens. And we Georgia Lamb was actually the one that designed the poster for everything. And it was such a cool poster because I had made like a makeshift poster like of um, like because I do a little bit of design, but like I'm nowhere near Georgia Lamb. If I don't, you know her, but she's very talented at that stuff. And um, and so she did that. I put my poster up and I got like 15 reshares and I was like, hell yes, that's like already more <laughs> control your emotions. And uh, and then we put up Georgia's poster and um, over the course of three months where we were promoting it, it had 80 reshares. Oh, and we were like holy shit <laughs> and so we were like okay um and so this time the goal was like 200 people we got it it's too easy and um and so the night of the concert came we had everyone was really nervous um we had some people that have never formed formed before which was like caleb reed and like isaac and um and so and then also mckinley because she had actually been set to perform at the last one but she had stomach troubles and she like her voice was gone and so i think she also wanted like almost like a second chance and so that was really cool for her to see that and so yeah. the concert came it looked like it was wild I don't, you weren't there but there was um 
it, just the parking lot of the thing was packed. We had to start parking people on the grass. The people <laughs> that actually owned the venue weren't very excited about that. But um, we did that. And um, that was really cool. And at the end of the night, we peaked at, I think, about 330 people. And uh, Dude, so we had 330 that. people. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, I was the last one set to perform. And so at that point, it kind of mellowed out. There was probably like 150, 200 people. And, but it was still cool to see. And um, yeah. Who is it? Are you eating beef? No. You're not eating beef? No, it's not it. I'm just not eating right now. Wait, do you want in and out or Jack of the Box? Um, I'm gonna eat later. Uh, just give me a animal style burger, please. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I should have put like recording in progress or something. But, oh, you're all right. Um, but yeah, so the night of the concert came. We had 330 people. We had made uh 150 150 percent profit or 50 percent profit i don't know because we made um we made 1500 dollars more than we put in so i don't know what the exact percentage is so we made a profit everyone got a little bit more money than what they had they got like about they got 100 they got their deposit back and then they also got 50 percent more and so everyone was really excited about it yeah and so it was really sick i did my set and that was like the most like people ever sang my songs because from the first (laughs) concert at the from the set from control your emotions i had like I had like 50 followers on Spotify, I had like 40 monthly listeners. And at this point I was like, it's still not a whole lot, but I was averaging like 170 monthly listeners. I just hit like a hundred monthly, a hundred Spotify followers. And so it was just cool to see stuff like that. I was like making money off of music, like not a whole lot, but I'd made like maybe 20 bucks. And I was like over the moon about that. I was like, Oh, I'll get like a coffee or something. Yeah. But, I remember that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and so that was Act Your Age, and that was the last one that we put on. And we were actually planning a fourth one, but uh, due to Corona and stuff, it hasn't really panned out as we've liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it will one day for sure. Yeah. You guys definitely got to do that. But yeah, dude, your concert journey is honestly what's most fascinating to me just because, like, you know, your ideas and like starting your creativity sophomore year to writing mm-hmm. and junior year to finally like producing, making music, learning how to mix. I remember like you would just like, you're always learning how to mix your music and like mm-hmm. buying equipment and just pouring all your money into your passion. And then eventually the first concert, the second concert and the third one right before mm-hmm. you went off to OSU. It's just like, that story is so fun to hear, dude. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, mixing is definitely a bitch still to this day. I have, um, I mix most, I mix all of my songs that are out on Spotify, but I've been actually working with like people that like I reached out to like Lucas Blair, Caleb Reed, Ben Willett, and they're helping me mix it to sound more like professional, like, because Lucas has been in this music game way longer than I've ever been in it. And, um, and so it's always cool to like, look up to people and like, to see how they're doing well and stuff like that. But yeah, that's probably the thing I'm most known for, at least in Prosper is the concerts and like, how we started that and um, just kind of how it started from the ground up, honestly. Yeah, you like you built a community of all yeah. the artists. Like, yeah. Instead of just each individual person, you know, being an artist, just doing one thing or another, you you almost have like some like networking event of musicians that can all help each other out. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it's really been all about. It's just that it hasn't even been about the money. It hasn't been about, it's really just been about getting people and then supporting their friends, like making music. And, um, sure. and that's what we did. And so it's really cool. Yeah, it's fun to see. And uh, another thing you said was, even though there was, you're talking about the second concert and you said that was the first time you ever felt like a rock star, mm-hmm. even though it was in front of 150 people, 
And that's, that's like makes me happy to hear it. It probably makes everyone else happy to hear it because it means that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Some people think they have to be in front of millions of people to feel like a rock star. You're, and you're over here not caring about the money, the numbers. You're just doing it because you love it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes going negative for it. I'm sure the first couple of years, oh, well, yeah. well further negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. And I, I want to also bounce off some questions here on just kind of some of your favorite songs that you've written over, t- over the past couple of years and stuff on putting that out. I know yeah. uh, one of the first music videos you made in college is a lot of fun to watch with mm-hmm. like all the cool editing and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really all I have is um, editing. And so because we don't obviously don't have a budget or anything like that. And um, and so I just told my friends, like, hey, I want to do the music video. And this is it's a song called Like That. And it's basically about like um, kind of going your separate ways with um, someone that you've been with. And you just kind of like I wish it wasn't like it sounds so stupid, but like the I'm, I'm not I'm unintentionally saying the lyrics like I wish it wasn't like that. Like yeah. I wish, I wish we still had time, or I wish there was something different. But it's really, it can't be any different than what it is now. And so the chorus is like, "I wish it wasn't like that. I've got you at my doormat, and I've been going crazy, missing your smile, and just like, it's just kind of like quirky stuff like that, I guess." And then I just kind of like, as the chorus goes, it like, it's um, kind of like a, a steady incline of like realizing you're in love with someone and then realizing all the shit that they did to you that like made you fucked up. And then, um, and then you're like, kind of like slowly saying goodbye to this person at the end. Um, some of the lyrics are like, so how are you rocking? I don't think you ever cared. You always flirt with guys whenever I wasn't there. Um, and then people are mad at me. Why do fools always stare? You held me down, but now you got X's everywhere. And so it's just kind of like talking about like, um, a girl that has like, a bunch of like different guys on the line. Like she didn't really care about you. And um, there was always different people um, in your way. And so that's what we kind of did for the music video. And then the model, not model even because she doesn't go to the college. We had like Anna portraying my girlfriend that like I didn't (laughs) care for anymore. And then we had my friend Trent, who was like the guy that, um, that was beating me up because he was dating Anna again, one of the exes. And, um, and so, yeah, it was just really fun because then all my friends were in it and we set up like the, like this microphone actually as like just a display. And so it was like, they were singing the words because they knew the words and, um, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so they knew the words and, um, it was really cool for that. And then I actually took the video down. <laughs> I didn't like it anymore. And I think maybe we can, um, maybe one day I can revisit it because it is probably my favorite song that I've ever made because I've had the most fun making it. And um, yeah, it was really cool to do. And yeah, that's probably one of my most favorite songs. And then one of my most like, I think well-written songs was the one that actually has, doesn't get a lot of recognition, which is okay. It's definitely not in my wheelhouse because my artist name is like love CJ. And so it's just like a lot of love songs and stuff like that. And so this one, I t- I really took like a, a scope on my mental health and stuff like that. And so it's like a lot of um, eerie synths. It's like a lot of screaming in the song, not screaming from my part, but like it's a sample of like this choir and um, it's really cool. And the chorus is, um, was actually co-written by my friend, Anna, not the same one from the, like that music video, different Anna, Anna Vark. And um, the chorus is I'm drowning. I'm drowning in your arms. I'm sleeping in your car windows rolled down and all of this sound is killing me. And um, what we wanted to take it it, in direction of like anxiety and depression and how like those um, 
when you're in your car, it's just like sometimes you just feel really alone. And then um, I always kind of looked at it like a way, a common way to commit suicide is um, monoxide poisoning. I don't know if that's the proper term, but like you're in a garage and then you just let the fumes go in because that's very dangerous. And so, and um, the person that we're talking to, I'm drowning in your car is um, actually referring to depression, mental health, anxiety. And so it really has like a deeper meaning. And then um, my verses, my rap verses are very um, yelly kind of. And um, it's just talking about um, my struggle with like religion. And then like um, my struggle with um, like sometimes like it's hard to get up and stuff like that. And then as people know me, I'm a pretty happy person. But a lot of times I spend my days in my room just pondering and just like, that sounded gay, but like, just like thinking and um, just writing songs. And so, yeah, that's what, that's probably my most well-written song in my opinion. But my favorite song to do is definitely like that because people know the words. It's a catchy song. And yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that music video mm-hmm. when it first came out. I think I was with like all the boys and we had it up on the big TV and we were all just watching it. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, your music career is just like, it's, it's from the start. And a lot of people initially when they start any type of creative career, they're always like looking for an audience right away and money. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you're proving that wrong that you need to actually find your, like your sound first and actually like display what you like to talk about. Cause you, mm-hmm. you did, you did initially have a, a different name and a different sound and then you changed mm-hmm. that up over the course of a year into something like way greater, more mature, more mm. what you're about. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so yeah, my first name was actually um, nonchalant. Uh, it was more of like, um, kind of like a cool guy. That was the persona that I was going for. It was like a cool guy. He was like, just like very, um, very like nice with, with lyrics and stuff like that. And um, I don't even remember. Um, I would, there's this one song you obviously know. It's like called, um, I don't even I don't even think it had a name. I think we know it by the beat. It's like Latin yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. And that was just about like um I honestly can't even remember some of the words. Um but I know the Spanish like part. And it was like, song it was definitely a flex song and it was like kinda like coming up and like where I wanna be and stuff like that. Yeah. But like I I felt um very um it felt inauthentic because I was like, I'm not at this point yet. And I want to write this song when I feel like I'm at this point. And, um, and so we'd finished the song. I've shown you the song multiple times. I just actually started working on it again. Um, kind of scratched all the lyrics and stuff like that, but it's still a really cool song. And, um, so yeah, it was nonchalant. Um, which means kind of like easygoing, not caring as much. And, um, it was very just like smooth flows and like, more like laid back lyrics and stuff like that. It's talking about getting girls or like how I actually took like a different approach. I was like how I don't get girls. And then like how all this stuff is kind of like cheesy and just, um, it was very based on like people like nerdy rappers at the time, which is like Childish Gambino, which obviously he's evolved his sound. And, um, and so then throughout the years, I wanted to do more indie type of stuff, indie, indie rap, which isn't really um, a genre at all. It's just like kind of indie singing and then like also um, alternative rap, which is kind of like not very simple flows. It's more like different flows like and stuff like that. And um, and so then we put out Wine Stains, which is the first song. And that was like a song about um, falling in love with a girl. And then um, no, actually, it wasn't about falling in love with the girl. It's about breaking up with the girl. 
and um, the chorus is like, I think it's the grass mixed with how your light eyes used to shine and how you look down whenever you tell a white lie. Um, I don't believe in signs, but no Virgos aren't from mine. Love is really like a drug. You got to be the worst one. And um, that was um, a very, it's probably, it's um, my most noted song from people when they'd be like, dude, I love wine stains, even though it doesn't have the most streams. It's um, probably the most like maybe mainstream song I've ever made. I guess okay. it's just a ukulele. It's just me talking. And uh, the wine stain is just obviously a metaphor for like when they used to be there and how I feel that they're not there anymore because like I miss the wine stains, but like got to get rid of them someday. And um, but yeah. And so that was really cool. And then obviously it's transformed into more complex beats um definitely like all to myself is like uh one of the songs that has like a very complex not complex but like a lot of different incorporations rather than just like a ukulele obviously as like as like this chorus it has this guitar as these like 808s it has the um, the hard-hitting snares and so then we um and then obviously it's transformed into like my latest release which is drown and then that one's probably the most complicated beat that I've ever been on. But throughout that, I've also learned that while I like being complicated and I like, I like the complex beats, it's also nice to like go back to like the roots of wine stains and make songs with simpler beats and um, simpler lyrics because sometimes it's hard for people to get the point. Even though you get the point as an artist, it's also nice to when people understand what you're saying and what you're about. And uh, yeah. because Drown was filled with like a lot of metaphors and it was like a lot of things that people won't get with one time listen. And um, and so that's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing with my new EP, which is set to release in the fall. Might be earlier, um, might be later. Um, it's called I Don't Feel Like Myself Anymore, which is just like kind of reflecting on like how throughout the years, like I've almost I felt like I've grown from my past self, but it's really just like growing up. And then, like, figuring out what I want to do with my life and just things like that. All right. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on once your, yeah. once your EP drops. Yeah, that'd was, be really cool. I was thinking, like, how many unreleased songs do you have? Because I know you're always writing. Um, written unreleased songs, I probably have about 15 to 20. And then released songs that are re- unreleased songs that are recorded, probably, like, five or six. But I just get... Because at this point I'm at now, people will send me beats all the time. Not all the time, like an annoying amount, but like at least every week I'm getting like three or four beats like, hey, you should rap on this. And I'm like, okay. And um, I'm actually trying to expand like going to singing and stuff like that. And uh, that's obviously really hard, but um, it sounds cool with like certain harmonies and stuff because I've been noted as like not having a traditional singing voice, obviously. Um, but I think that's because I just didn't do choir. I didn't do anything like that, any music theory or anything like that when I was a kid. And so it's been, um, it's been kind of just me figuring out what I like to hear and what I think sounds cool. And, um, and so people have told me that like, oh, that's your style. And I'm like, I really didn't look at the style. I wrote it as like making up for not knowing anything. But, um, and so that's kind of incorporated into my style of writing, into my style of singing, into my style of rapping and, um, stuff like that just keep it unique yeah keep it you keep it you exactly because at the end of the day i want to make stuff that um that i think sounds cool rather than what's on the radio and stuff like that because it's always like it's 
I really think music should be a selfish thing where you want to make stuff that you think is cool. And, um, and then when people like it, then people can like it. But at the end of the day, it's a self-expression form. And, um, that's what I've always looked at it as. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good way to look at it, bro. I'm happy you look at it that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've pretty much covered the past and present, what you've got going on. What do you, what's, uh, other than the EP and the future concert, you got any other plans? Yeah. Uh, so obviously I have the future concert. I have the EP that I'm working on. I'm also working on a, a clothing brand company, uh, fool's die. And, um, that's just about this character that I made up a long time ago. Ah, oh, motherfucker. Sorry. My foot keeps getting a cramp. Um, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's based on this character called fog. And, um, I think it's a private account right now. I haven't really opened it up that much. Um, and it's this guy that's like very engrossed in, um, it's, he's just engrossed in like social media and, um, just, um, he's very oblivious, very naive, almost like a child, but he just as he's not aware of everything that's going on. And so he's like the fool and fools die. And, um, a lot of the, com- a lot of the, the designs that we have based around him are him like doing stupid things like him declaring his love for a girl while a car is passing by about to hit him. And, uh, it's just quite a very like imagery like that. And so we just want to take a look at like how some people are engrossed in things that aren't that important. And, um, and so, yeah, we've been making stuff like that. Uh, when I say we, it's been like me and then like Brian, like gives me money to like make the design, not make the designs, but like print shirts and then sharing them with like people like my girlfriend and then she'll be like, that's really cool. Or like, I don't know about this one. And um, <laughs> she obviously gets the first dibs on the designs of the shirt. And, um, but yeah. And then we're making like separate, like little characters um, with him as well. Like there's fog and there's also like um, another, another version of him, which is like just the head of fog. I don't, I didn't give him a name yet. And then there's like people like this character based on, um, my girlfriend Lindsay's dog, like Luciano. And um, and so we just want to add like kind of like uh, we looked at it more as like it's like the Mickey to our Disney world, basically. And um, and so we still want to make like separate characters and stuff. It's just a lot of work, but we do want to release start releasing clothing, hopefully by the beginning of summer, which is coming up really soon. Yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I've yeah, seen, I've seen it on Instagram and stuff throughout the past year, probably you guys have been working on it. Yeah, we've been working on it a long time. We put them, we put them subtly in a lot of our work. Um, if that's like the music videos, or if that's the like posters, we'll put them in there. And um, yeah, we just want to like, kind of subtly put put them in the people's minds and being like, what's that? Like, who's, yeah. who's fog? And um, stuff like that. Yeah. You guys are being really smart with like branding and stuff like logos and marketing and all that. Like, mm-hmm. like you almost can't teach some of that stuff. You just know it to be true. And you guys do a very good job, whether it's concerts, the clothing mm-hmm. brand, the music videos, yeah. songs, all that stuff, man. Yeah. Even like the cover art for your songs, like it's very like, like just your style and mm-hmm. creative and all that stuff, dude. Yeah. We've been, um, the cover art, um, I've done the cover art for, I think I have six songs out right now. I think I've done them for four out of the six songs and um, the other ones that people have done. Maddie Christie did the like that cover. Then my friend Anna Vark who helped co-write drown did the pretty cover art for that song. And that was really a song that like people were like, Oh, he actually makes music because it was like the most catchy one and stuff like that. 
And um, so, yeah, that's really cool. I love doing the cover art, though, because I've always been interested in graphic design and um, just design in general um, while I'm doing the clothing. And then the marketing aspects of a lot of it is obviously just like looking at what other people do, like people like Tyler, the creator, Cole Bennett, um, and just how people incorporate characters and like incorporate personas into their work. Because even like for some of the promo videos, you'll see me like, well, there's one where I'm like smashing a cake and like, obviously, you know me, I wouldn't do that. But this guy, the name of the concert was like actor age. And so it's just like, basically stop throwing a pity party. Um, stop throwing a tantrum. Like it's time to grow up. And that was the point of the third concert. And, um, because a lot of us were going to college and stuff like that. So that was the main idea behind the third one. And, um, so yeah, it's just like a lot of intricate marketing that uh, people don't have to get it, but people, kind of subconsciously get it and so that's what we've always been um about and that's why we do a lot of the things that we do and i say we like it's a, like a whole team but it's really just like me and then like some other people that are like incorporate different ideas and then like obviously i give them credit and um stuff like that yeah man and you never know like that you know like we and them like that could become a team one day in the next 10 years like that's doing concert like like mm-hmm. huge concerts tours like albums like all kinds of stuff dude do you have any plans for that type of stuff in the next 10 20 years or any 10 20 years um 10 20 years i'd really like to be doing concerts not even necessarily music i'll i feel like i'll always make music not even just because it's for me and i'll put it out but uh, i really like putting together concerts and like getting like a good group of artists that i really admire and appreciate and so um, at OK State, they have like a lot of good connections to obviously Tulsa and Oklahoma City. But I'd love to expand into like bigger areas such as like Los Angeles or like New York and then um, stuff like that. And so that's really always been the dream of mine is to put together these concerts and just like get a whole crowd of people going. I would like like to be the concert planner and like all the promotions and marketing, advertising. Like I love that whole scheme of things and like all the thought that goes into it because that's what I do personally and so i think doing it for money would be insane yeah to build a career off something you love right yeah there you exactly go. well yeah i'm sure a lot of people got a lot of value out of you just talking through your process talking through the history of love cj and all all <laughs> kinds of stuff like that dude. Yeah. so uh, is there any last thing you want to say to anyone that may want to pursue music or anything creative um i'd say go for it because it's really like frowned upon honestly sometimes like being a soundcloud rapper or like just uh, doing something. If you want to do it, just do it. Don't even necessarily have to put it out. But if you like to do it, then just like go for it. No one at the end of the day, they're going to like if let's say you do blow up, like you'll never know if you don't put something out there because you have to you always have to take a chance because even for the backyard concert, like a couple of days before I was like, I could easily just cancel this or like even for music, like I should just take this down. And then um a couple of songs didn't get good responses and just discouraging for sure. But you just got to keep making what you're making, kind of keep doing what you're doing. Just keep, um, keep moving, you know, always stay um, hungry and just do what you love to do. Keep gnawing on that bone. There you go, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like, you know, this is a great conversation. And one thing I noticed about podcasts is we've been talking for almost 40 minutes, (laughs) but it feels like we've been just started talking. So no, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being yeah. on the show. I'm excited for what's to come, and I'm sure the listeners will be as well, man. So, you know, thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. All no right, worries. man. See ya. Talk to you later.
All right, first off, I just want to thank CJ for his time and uh, coming on the show to share his story with everyone. Uh, there was a couple people that like popped into his room in the background, and uh, I wanted to keep that in the episode just to keep it natural, show everything he's got going on, just his wonderful family and all that stuff. But um, again, CJ, thank you so much. Uh, everyone's rooting for you and your music career, and if, you, if there's any haters out there, you know, we all know what to think of haters. So CJ, man, I love you, bro. Um, great things coming your way. I could say that over and over and over again. I'm excited for the EP, excited for the concert, and also very excited for the clothing brand, bro. We are going to get another episode going uh, for the podcast once your EP drops. Maybe before the concert, we could get everyone that's performing on the show and just record a podcast before that. That could be fun. All kinds of ideas, bro. But uh, I hope everyone enjoyed. You know, don't forget to go out and do what you love, just like CJ did. All right, everyone. Thank you so, so, so much. All right, I love you guys. Peace out.